of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. And how good was that music I played at the well, start? I don't what is that fucking music? Thing? It was LRB, Happy Anniversary. Well, all right. And it is Happy Anniversary. It is our fourth year. Well, sorry, we've done four years of yep. podcasting. We are now in our fifth year. Today, the first show that we put to air four years ago. Yeah, that's, uh, you know... Please don't go back and uh, listen to that first episode. <laughs> Mark Williamson, he's scared. Oh, say congratulations to Mark too, getting married. Yes, getting married. And he's got a comic book coming out soon. He's doing really good things. Um, you know, he helped us out early on. He didn't, you know, we're on trial. We, yeah, well, he did. Um, you know, I did ask um, for a vegan option at Underworld Wrestling and the scale I got. I'm not even vegan. I was just looking out for other people. Uh, you know, like I, yeah, I, I do. Um, whew, the tension in the studio, you could have cut it with a knife. And yeah, I wasn't working. I no. was petrified. Yeah. And speaking of vegan options, <laughs> Jules. That's a beautiful segue. How are you doing? What's the story? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Lovely to have you uh, replacing Welshy this week. Thank you for coming on board. I just had to bring some of that West Midlands flavor for you. Yeah, yeah. It's, de- it's a definite upgrade. But for you know, four years, we can uh, you know look back a little bit. We we've done some pretty good things, don't you? We've yeah, we have some pretty we've good things. Pretty you know, cool interviews. You know, Eric Bischoff. You know, Pritchard. Yep. You know, we've gained a pom um, on, on the podcast, which is good. You know, Jules. I'm talking. We've yeah, gained yeah, the pom. No, yeah. Um, yeah, we've some, done some good things, you know. Oh, what's backstage? This? Backstage at New we've Japan. We've had WWE legends on board. WDF, Greg the Hammer Valentine. The Hammer Valentine. Um, you know, every everyone in Australian wrestling. You know, there's not many that we haven't um, that we haven't ticked off yet. There's still, we still we, got a list. If we haven't got to you, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All the listeners out there, you know, you can hit us up on socials. Tell us who, who you want. But no, we, we've done some really good things, you know. Um, you know, we've had we've been afforded some really good opportunities, you know, working with some other promotions as well. Yeah, you know, doing some live podcasts, which is always terrifying for me. Um, you know, but yeah, backstage at New Japan, you know, Tony having your phone on for uh, Jay White's promo. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's what, we're never gonna forget that. Um no. yeah, lucky he was a heel, so it worked. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Could have <laughs> we might not have got invited back to no, correct. Um, well, we haven't, you know, fest- well, festival hall, you know, that was a great night. You know, seeing the rise of some of the young talent in Australia, Robbie Eagles going yep. from strength to strength and flying the flag for us. And you know, some of the people we had on very early on in the show getting signed by WWE later on, correct? So, no, it's it's been a good four years, Tony. I look forward to the next four months. 
And, I mean, uh, four years. And I have to say, as a fan, I was I was a fan of the podcast before I even no, met you bullshit. guys. And and you're met, the one. Well, met well to you in Japan, and and then it sort of blossomed from there. But look, shout out for the roundtables you've done as well. I think they're worth a shout out when you're looking back on the four years. So touched on some pretty serious topics, and those were some of my favourite episodes to listen to. I, I think you know, big respect for for covering the the tough topics. Yeah, yeah. They um, you know, obviously we hadn't really nothing to do with some of those you know tough topics when they came up the black lives matter and the speaking out mm. stuff we just use our platform um to give people a voice you know we don't want to take any credit for that but there was some tough conversation i think people needed to hear and people needed to have whether it was cathartic yep. for them uh for the parties involved um so yeah, some of the that's definitely some of the proud moments that we've um yeah been able to share all right time to get on with the show all right, boys, time to catch up with our guest. And it's fantastic to have him back on the show. I think it's been a couple of years since we have. And it's fantastic to have him back on the show because he's wrestling again. And I think a few months ago, we we're all concerned that that may not happen. The hooligan, Marcus Cool, joins us for a chat. Hello, Marcus. Lads, it's great to be back. It's funny. I was actually just looking the last time I was on here, and it was 2018. And holy shit. I mean, what has happened since then? Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> now that was that was the first time we had you on. We had you on at the start of 2020, at the start of our lockdowns. Oh, really? We just gone into lockdown, and you were shit canning all of Australia, especially Victoria, because you were living <laughs> the you were living the good life in uh, New Zealand. I actually went to listen back to listen to the episode. Yeah, do a bit of research. In the first five minutes, you called Davis Storm a liar. You called Adam Brooks the. Uh, hotel security guard that got caught shagging their COVID <laughs> patients. And you said that uh, Slade Mercer wasn't welcome back in the country. <laughs> home. I mean, he wasn't welcome home. So um, and I turned it off after the first five minutes because I was going to pick after that. And he stands by those comments two years later. <laughs> I do. Yeah, not much has changed. That's so funny. I missed that. I was, I was like looking back and I was like, oh, really? Is it that long ago? It didn't seem that long ago. Clearly not. Yeah, yeah. And then, of yeah. course, we had you as the uh, the special one of our special guests at our live broadcast, <laughs> where your that name might have time. got mistakenly mixed up. Well, I mean, that leads in perfectly, doesn't it, to what's happening? <laughs> well, it does. And it's, it's freaking confusing for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell? You're going to struggle cool. big time, <laughs> Mick Moretti. How does it happen? They should put you on commentary. <laughs> Tony thought this was a cinematic match with how they're going to pull this off. With the same guy playing the same character, exactly. uh, two different yeah. characters. Um, how are they going to pull this off? We'll talk about that in a sec, mate. But first of all, I want to talk to you about uh, the last few months. And I said we're lucky to have you back on to talk about wrestling because you are wrestling again. Take us through how 2022 has started for you, mate. You had a, a bit of an operation there on the, uh, the C6 and 7, was it, or around that area? Well, lads, we might we might have to cut this part. I'm not sure yet. Um, but um, so I haven't had the surgery yet. Okay. It's uh, it's coming up. Um, and we. Are so you just going to make sure you totally fuck it before it gets? <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, want half a surgery. I and I was approached with a with an opportunity um, that I couldn't really turn down, especially with a. With Mr. Mick Moretti, the rap scallion being involved. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm coming for a fight on Saturday, but who knows what could happen. You're going to get your win back, aren't you? 
Well, I, I am due a win back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm also due, because um, I'm pretty sure the last time we are in the ring together, I was just trying to drink a beer. And uh, I got a I got a, a stunner. So mm. wasn't really happy about that. On a serious note, though, you are medically cleared. You you, you can fight? Yeah, I'm cleared and I can fight. So okay. I'm, I'm good to go for Saturday. That's a relief for you? It is a relief, um, but uh, but yeah, I do I do have a bit of a dark time coming up, which 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 sucks. And um, when I do have the surgery, it's going to put me out for a wee while. Um, so I'm I'm pretty. It, it's it's a good feeling to get an opportunity to go in there and do something before that happens, um, because you know it's been rough over here for the past year or so. I was taking yeah. the piss out of you boys just as we were going into lockdown, clearly. But uh, that that turned around and backfired. Um, because we haven't had much going on here for the past year or so, so it's it's been a real tough time. And then that, along with uh, with getting this injury, uh, put me in a bit of a dark spot for a while. So it'd be nice to to get out in front of the the Thornbury crowd and have some fun before things, uh, yeah, turn to shit for me for a wee while. Yeah. But uh, hey, life happens, and um, yeah, I think once it's done and, and rehab. Um, progresses and things get better I'll, I'll be looking to get back to normal and, and back into the swing of things with the with the injury was it uh was it a wear and tear thing or you you know took a oh, mate, the wrong is, way or this is gonna make you laugh so <clears throat> i've been wrestling since i was 14 years old right i i remember i started training on those thin blue mats you know those thin blue gymnastics yeah, yeah, the, right? yeah, taekwondo yeah. mats or something yeah, those ones. So I was trained by a guy called Steve Logan, who's an old school British wrestler, world of sport guy. And so he was very, you know, old school in terms of training. So you were inducted slowly. So I didn't make it to a, you know, an actual wrestling ring for a, a few. I don't think I got into a wrestling ring until I was like 17. And I was trained on these blue mats. So the bumps that I must have taken from the age of 14 until now, I'm 34 now. And what did it was... <laughs> I was um, I was trying to take advantage of a good summer in Queenstown, so I thought I'd get into mountain biking. And I got myself a new mountain bike, and I was really excited about it. And I may have got a bit too excited. <laughs> and uh, I came, came front off the handlebars <laughs> going downhill. And I came off, it landed straight on my head. Oh, and, um, yeah, tingle straight away. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, it kind of wore off after a wee while. But then, um, you know, about a week later, I was lifting in the gym and just something went. It didn't feel good at all. And, um, yeah, a few appointments in and an MRI just showed that I was, I was buggered. You know, it's funny when you talk about tingles that you, that you got. I don't know if this is anyone else. When I hear a story like that, I get tingles in my testicles. Just from like, what? relating to the pain. You enjoy the pain? No, or? no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but well, breaking news: if anybody gets hurt, Tony feels it in his balls. <laughs> How it, do you feel when someone takes me? a ball shot? Fuck. Is it just me? That's what you would if it's a low wrestling. blow. All oh, right. Oh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable well, in the studio now. <laughs> don't hurt there yourself are, for God's sake. Services available for that, Tony. Yeah, thanks very much, Marcus. <laughs> uh, mate, the the scene in New Zealand. How's it been over the last few months? Are you you guys have suffered pretty much the same as what we have, but is it? Coming back online? Um, slowly but surely. It, it took a while. Um, yeah, things over here changed quite often. Um, and really, when we got put into the red light 
kind of situation in COVID, we were only we were limited to fifty to one hundred people mm-hmm. capacity. So we we just couldn't run shows. Well, SPW didn't run shows. There was a few others that that still went ahead and and did it with a hundred people in the crowd. But um, when you like actually minus wrestlers and staff, you're only allowed eighty to seventy people in the crowd. So for us, it just wasn't financially viable. So we haven't been able to do anything until about a month ago, where they announced that we could um, we're unlimited again. But we just ha- we haven't been able to lock in a, a secure date yet. So um, SPW has been pretty slow, but uh, we're hoping to have a, a date announced soon. But elsewhere in the country, they they've got up and running. So I think IPW and Warrior Wrestling up in Auckland that they've been going strong. What's the what's the quarantine going to look like you when you come to Melbourne? Is it no, I don't think you don't do anything anymore. Yeah, no, I'm good now. Yeah, well, I'm actually I'm isolating here at the moment, so I'm I'm on a ah. seven day isolation because I caught COVID last last Tuesday. Um, so yeah, first time having it. Um, luckily, I've been touch wood. I've been I've been fine. Haven't really had any symptoms, but um, I tested positive Tuesday, so they let me out on Wednesday. Um, so then, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm I'm good to go. I fly out to Australia Saturday morning. Yeah, well, she's had it about four times. That's right. <laughs> yeah. With, he, he, he single-handedly yeah. almost tried to close down the Melbourne wrestling scene once it come back. Uh, well, she. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I might be immune to it, Tony, because I, I spend a lot of time with him, and I haven't got it yet. Yeah, well, so. it's got it. yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like, some people are immune. Yeah, it is different because every time I hear well, she say he's got it, I get a tingle in my balls. So <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's weird. It might be that. Weird. <laughs> so, so what have you been doing in isolation? You've been uh, watching a bit of wrestling. I've been watching a bit of wrestling. I actually mentioned I was I was just watching WrestleMania Backlash because so I was like, well, I mean, there's nothing else on. I've got nothing else to do. Um, so yeah, I watched, watched WrestleMania Backlash. Been watching a lot of Melbourne City Wrestling, you know, just to get myself up to speed. Been watching a lot of Mick Morelli, yeah. getting myself prepared, getting myself in the zone. To, fucking, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Um, so yeah, it's but other than that, mate, I've not a lot really. Luckily, I can work remotely from, from here, so and I've been doing plenty of walks, but it, you're only a limited. New Zealand's fucked. You're only limited to a certain area as well when you're, oh, when you're self-isolating. And you got to wear a mask, so it's not like I can do too much either. So I've been going a bit stir-crazy. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Jacinta's just being a lovely mum for everyone. She's just looking after everyone. She like is. Like mums do. Her. Yeah. You yeah. La- yeah, you're allowed to get out for a mountain bike? <laughs> <laughs> too soon. <laughs> <laughs> You got to you got to isolate. Yeah, you still got to exercise. Yeah, so you got a big match coming up. Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you still got to exercise. Yeah, it took it took me a while to get back into. So it happened in January. Um, so the first month was was really rough. Um, I've I've never experienced anything like it. I couldn't I couldn't sleep. Um, the pain was excruciating, and it took a while because they didn't really understand what was going on until I got the MRI. So they just thought a pinched nerve. Yeah. And I was like, and I'd, I'd walk away and I'd be like, I don't want to feel like I'm being a little bitch here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this isn't a pinched nerve. Like, you know, I've, I've had my fair share of beatings over the years. and I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not a pinched nerve. But anyway, I sucked it up and I would, you know, I'd go into the week and I'd be like, nah, this is, this is not right at all. And it wasn't until I really made a deal of it to, to my Cairo 
where he pushed for an, M- an MRI and it showed, yeah, two pretty severe bulging discs. Um, so then at least I could get on a bit of a rehab program to try and strengthen it and get back to normal. Um, so that's what I've started to do. So I'm pretty good now, but it still needs what I've been told by my surgeon is it's eventually going to need surgery regardless. So at some point you're going to need it. So his advice was, if you get it now, at least you're still young and you can recover quicker and get back on top of things quicker when it, you know, when it repairs. Whereas if you, the longer you leave it, it's just going to get more and more damaged because it's a lot of nerve damage too. And that's what makes it harder. Um, Mm as you get older, I guess. So it was, it was a difficult decision to make because, you know, I've really missed being in the ring um, over COVID. And I was, I found that, you know, just before COVID here, we were really, we were really riding a fun wave and I was really starting to enjoy myself and I was really starting to, to get in the groove and I was loving coming over to Melbourne and Sydney and I had lots of other stuff lined up over your way. And um, it just, I guess for everybody, it just, you know, it stopped. So it's, uh, it's been a real struggle. Um, but um, I think if I can get it sorted quicker, the quicker I can be back and, and back to normal and, and getting back into it again. Fingers crossed. And, and just to be clear, Tony, when he says bulging discs, he's not talking about your balls. Right? No, 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 no. I got that. <laughs> right, I want to I spin it back. I want to spin it right back to, um, look, as a, as a person who grew up in the West Midlands myself, you, you started off there. And you started off in the time when you had people like um, the UK Undertaker and the UK Bushwhackers. And because there was no such thing as like American imports and you, you, you didn't. So it was just these terrible gimmicks of people pretending to be Kane with horrible wigs from a party shop. Um, yeah. What was it like working around that time and, and how far has like Britrest come since, since then? I tell you what, I wish we could go back to that time so I could be a fake Undertaker. <laughs> Because with this injury, I would never have to bump either. So. <laughs> you, just, you just grow your goatee out. You could be stone cold right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have to stop pretending like I am now. Put some green makeup on, you could be Mick Moretti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, man, what was the question there? Like, what was those days Yeah, like? what was it like working in that? And It must have been pretty horrible at times. Oh, mate, it was. It was... Yeah, when I first got into it, I remember, I remember really there was no, yeah, there was no promotion really that was drawing big crowds on the independents. It was, you know, if you got 30, 40, 50 people, you were doing pretty well. Um, and I remember going to my local venue. Um, it was the Collingwood Centre in Birmingham. It does really well now. And I remember like being in, in a crowd of like 30 people thinking this is the best shit I've ever seen. Like just so drawn in post-attitude era. Um, but it, you know, it, it wasn't until like, you know, the independence really started taking off that you realized how bad it was, mm-hmm. but back then, I mean, it was just great, you know, like, like it is for anybody that just gets into the business. It was just fun and exciting and new, but looking back on it, oh my God, it was awful. Um, but like, I, I guess that's what makes you a good worker eventually and a good performer. Like looking back at the guys like, you know, was brought up with, it was, you know, guys like that are on NXT UK now. I was trained and brought up with Dave Mastiff and, and Ashton Smith and, um, and Spud. Um, you know, there's a, there's a big gang of us that kind of grew up and, and wrestled around that, uh, that circuit and seeing where they are now to where they come from. It's just ridiculous. But like, 
it's the worst situations that make you a better performer, really. But yeah, it was yeah. such a tough time. Yeah. That's a Drake Maverick to you, Tony Spud. So sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then look, you went back and did a dark match for progress. And and that was, apart from people we we don't talk about anymore, um, that was pretty stacked. Um, so how how was that going back and um wrestling in Camden? Yeah, man, that that was awesome. It was really good to go back um in front of a crowd like that and and portray the hooligan character that had kind of developed since being over here, just to see how that would go down. Um, and it was great. Like they really took to it and it really went over, which was, which was fun for me. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd wrestled in London many times, you know, previously, and we never got crowds like that. And it was never that type of atmosphere. And I was always from being over in Aussie and New Zealand, I was always very proud of what those guys in progress had, had managed to create and deliver. Um, I think we, we touched on it last time I was on the episode. Like, I really give a lot of credit to the creators of progress for establishing such a strong UK scene because they did something that nobody else was really doing. They went after that kind of football crowd audience because, um, you know, we were all fans and everybody just wanted to go, to a longer show, go along to a show, drink some beer, chant, sing, have some fun. That's really what wrestling is all about. But nobody was doing it. They were still catering to families and community centres and nobody really took took a risk and took a chance and, and booked a venue, you know, such as progress did in the middle of London um, with a bar and an atmosphere and, and that type, that type of feeling. And I, I give a lot of credit to those guys for creating progress and stars out of that, that went on to do a lot, a lot, a lot more. So yeah, going there and performing in front of that crowd for those guys who I admire a lot was, a uh, was awesome. Have you ever felt that you had a stalker from the West Midlands? Cause I think we found him. <laughs> there was this one bird <laughs> please tell oh that's for that's for another episode yeah that's when we're not recording yeah exactly yeah. that's for the, the dark side of the turnbuckle All right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, enough tingling from you tonight yeah. tony yeah. Uh, making you making your home in new zealand I'm, I'm not sure if we've actually asked you this question was there ever a choice for you between permanent living in australia or new zealand why was new zealand the choice um, it's a good question well, yeah because I, I actually I went to Australia I lived in Australia for a year first and then ended up coming back to New Zealand um, probably more than anything the weather it's too fucking hot over there for me I can't handle yeah, it okay. um, whereas New Zealand's a little bit more I guess British like yes um, it is yeah I'd say that's all it is to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was, it's more, to be honest, it's not so much New Zealand. I'm, I, I just love Queenstown. I don't know if you've ever been here. Yeah. But um, that's man, the answer. Queenstown yeah. is the answer. Yeah. It's oh, this it's place. Marvelous man. place. You've been? Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. It's just, yeah, there's no place like it. Like, no, I didn't want to leave. It, it felt like a country town, but it also had everything you ever want. You didn't have to leave. No. It was amazing. Yeah. Like I've, I've traveled a lot and like, I remember just being landing here and being like, this place is it's not like anything I've ever been. Yeah. And it's got everything that you need. You know, I'm not a city person. I fucking hate cities. I hate traffic. Um, whereas Queensland's got everything a city has, but you know, it's got all the outdoors stuff too. All, a, lot, a lot of sport. Um, you know, you can do anything outdoors. So it's, it's, yeah, it's just a magical place really. I mean, a lot of places around the world, and the only place I wanted to get out of quicker than I went into it was Invercargill. 
<laughs> Seriously, talk about talk about the ass end of the world. <laughs> we've, got list, we've got listeners in there, Tony. I'm sure, we have. Um, yeah, so shout they, out. you all. Shout they out. love they love pro wrestling in Chicago. I I've got a soft spot for that place. I've just all of a sudden found a renewed interest in Invercargill. <laughs> Didn't you wrestle Lucky Hendricks in Invercargill? Is that there? I did. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've wrestled some special, but I wrestled Will Ospreay in Invercargill in front of 1,200 people at ILT Stadium, which to me is still a mind-blowing fact. Yeah. I just, I learned recently that that's 3% of the population in Invercargill <laughs> <laughs> that went to that show. <laughs> I wonder if I've just got it over as a heel in Invercargill. I think you have. <laughs> yeah. like, that's a big wrestling hub there. You know? Beautiful place. Fantastic. Hey, hey speaking of speaking of Lockie, wasn't he was your first match in MCW, right? So uh that was like 2014, I think. Thank you, Cage Match. Um yeah, so yeah. How how did do you remember how that was and how different that, that was to your experience wrestling him a couple of times in 2020? Yeah, it was uh, fuck mate. Yeah, geez. Thinking about that, I think it was like a multi-man tag or something. Um, but I do remember specifically like thinking that Lockie was was pretty talented for his age because I think he was youngish then as well. So was I, to be fair. Um, but uh, yeah, he's come a long way since then. Like he's really developed in his own right and uh, and really come into his own like persona and character. And that's so important, man, in wrestling. He's really finding yourself. Um, and really knowing who you are and being comfortable in the ring. And it took me a long time to, to get to that stage. Um, it comes easy for some people and you, you get it by chance. And for others, it can, it, it can just take a while. Um, so it, it's great for him. Because how old is Lucky now? He, he's still pretty 27, young. 28. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's still pretty yeah. young. We, we had a 90-minute chat with him last week, and it was like a, a real in-depth. I'd never heard him speak. Like that about his, his passion for wrestling is amazing, infectious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll need to listen to it because yeah, I've heard I've heard it's a great interview. I think Mikey mentioned it to me too. Um, so yeah, I do need to listen back to that. But you can tell he's a really passionate, and so am I. Sometimes it doesn't come through as as much, I guess, maybe a bit casual. But um, but uh, yeah, you can you can tell he really like puts a lot of effort into his craft and who he is. He mm. thinks about stuff a lot. Um, I think we gelled so well together um, in our, our last Melbourne match. We had a one-on-one um, when I was the hooligan and he was, he, I think he had just returned back as a baby face. Um, as the guru? Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess we can go into that. So I, I really enjoyed that one because it was a bit of a challenge because it was lucky, you know, previously in his relationship with that crowd was a heel. And he hadn't really changed his character too much. And he was kind of returning that night as a baby face. And I was, I was quite confused. Like, I, I was like, I don't know how we're going we're gonna to work this. And because I think the last time I was in Melbourne too, although I played a heel, I was quite entertaining. Yeah. Which is always dangerous when you're a heel. Um, <laughs> so that, that was my bad. But hey, you know, we got a gif out of it. <laughs> oh, that gif, that went yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, so that that was really fun to work out with him. Like, how can we tell this story to to get you over instantly as a baby face on your return? But also at the same time, we need to make me a very aggressive, violent heel from the get-go, too, to really make that story work. 
Um, and I think we, I think in the end, we did, we did a pretty good job. Well, they, I mean, they were cheering for Lockie by the end and booing me by the end. So I was really proud of that one. Um, and, and that was just down to, to me and Lockie really sitting down and talking it out and thinking psychologically and from a story perspective, how we can get it over. Um, he's Lockie's similar to me. He's not a moves guy. You know, I don't do a million different things. I, I can't do them for starters. I, can't. <laughs> um, I tried that with Will Ospreay. I was like, Jesus, mate, I don't know what you've been saying to me. Um, when's the heat? When are we doing the heat? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so me and Lockie uh, connect well on that front. Yeah, and, and you talk about characters, and I, and I think that's a, a really important thing about the hooligan. I, and I can't remember which match it was when I saw you live where the yellow card and red card. Um, that, <laughs> I'm telling you, with the state of refereeing um, in, in Australia and all the shenanigans oh, that goes yeah. on, I reckon yellow card, red card, I reckon it works. I reckon we should do it. Mate, I was pushing for it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. It's we used to do it. This is going back to rotten British wrestling, to be fair. But there was a few promotions in England that did it back in the day. Yeah, you would have. So you get set off with a red card. Yeah, yeah, yellow card's your warning, and then red card, you're off. Yeah, the red card was the disqualification. And it always worked. It was, yeah, textbook psychology. Beautiful. The The England crowd got it, I guess. Whereas maybe sometimes over here it wouldn't. Because uh, what are the cards over here? Is is a red ascending off? Is a yellow? Yeah, uh, reds are sent off, and yellows are, are either uh, yellow kennels in local football around here in the AFL in the local leagues. A yellow card's a ten minute send off. So just mm. to cool your heels, and you know, you've right. done something stupid, go to the bench, have a, have a bit of a break, and then come back on. And I think that's the same in rugby league as well. I think you you you're basically your first send off is ten minutes, and then after that, it's for the rest of the game. Right. Well, that's that's a good one to know. I can get a yell out and then just go and sit in the crowd for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a beer, so, beer yeah, <laughs> get yourself booked in a triple threat or a fatal four-way, and then just rest. There you go. <laughs> works, I, um, I've really wanted um, to get VAR in on the next one, <laughs> but I, I'm trying to. I've been trying to figure out how, but uh, that's definitely got to happen at some. Oh, point. it's got to be on an umpire's count, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Whether he was slow or not. Yeah. You don't have to get the VR right. It doesn't go. No, it doesn't. It doesn't go right all the time, anyway. So. Exactly. So it's yeah. really fine, mate. Before yeah. we let you go, and we really do thank you for your time, uh, Mick Moretti. You're locking horns with him again this Saturday night, MCW at Thornbury Theatre. Uh, take us through the history of you and him. It, it's it's long and checkered, I'm sure. It is. We've actually got a lot in common, me and me and Mick. Yeah, um, I know that. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, I mean, he's growing a bit of hair now, though, which is weird. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. Give it up, man. Bless He'll it. go to the comb over next. He will. Going forward. <laughs> but yeah, I feel, like, I feel like me and Mick, under the surface, we've got a lot in common. Like, he's, he's done a lot for the Australia scene. Like, he's been working his tail off and his arse off for, for many years. And I feel like I kind of mirror that. Uh, in the New Zealand scene, we've always wanted the best for our scenes. We've always wanted to push and push other people and and deliver the best performances that we can. We're both very strong on on character as well, but um, the, there's there is a slight difference, and 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 that is Mick likes to see himself as a bit of a prankster, you know, a bit of a joker, and I'm the complete opposite of that. As you know, I'm, I'm a very vicious, aggressive, violent man, and on Saturday. 
that's going to be pretty obvious. Well, good luck. Tickets still available for MCW Vendetta at the Thornbury Theatre on Saturday night, and you get to see a couple of the best in the business in McMurray taking on this man right here, Marcus Cool, the hooligan. Mate, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Unfortunately, I can't catch up with you on Saturday because, if anything, my mind's blown. I, I just won't know who to follow in the ring. <laughs> no, actually, I've been invited to an 18th, an 18th birthday. I don't know who the kid is, but I just thought I'd go for a perv and the free drinks. <laughs> uh, just make sure your fucking balls don't tingle there. <laughs> and there was the lead-in line right there. <laughs> Good on you, buddy. Safe flight over, mate. Uh, you'll be out Good of guys. you'll be out of ISO tomorrow, I think. Uh, Wednesday, I'm allowed out. Okay, cool. Right. So well, enjoy down. the flight over, mate. Safe, uh, safe wrestling, and we'll chat soon. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll see you Saturday night. Well, she and I are coming to the cheers, show. So we'll, awesome. We'll grab oh, you a beer, you mate. Yeah, we'll have a beer for sure. Definitely. Beautiful. Maskers, right. cool. The hooligan joining us right here on the turnbuckle. Turnbuckle, what a crack and blood. I love having a chat to Marcus Cool. Uh, it's always fun, it's entertaining. He uh doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, yeah, he's, he's always a great chat with us. Good luck to him on the weekend, you know. Um, stay safe, yeah. Um, you know, we'll catch up with him for a beer on Saturday night. So, a brother from another mother for you, Jules. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty weird experience for me to have another a guy who grew up in the, the West Midlands of uh, or the arse end of England, definitely uh, the West Midlands. So, <laughs> no, yeah. that's in Chicago. Nearly outnumbered you, yeah. seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our look at what's happening in the world of wrestling and AEW and NJPW Japan Wrestling. Forbidden Door is sold out, as you'd expect. You did expect it. the only thing that was you know could have held them back was running Chicago again, um, but. Chicago is a wrestling town. It's a wrestling town. Isn't it's it? a wrestling yeah. town, and you give them something big and different, which this is. This is huge. Um, we're seeing it drip into different promotions now. The uh, AEW and New Japan working together. So the big show, yeah, sold out. Yeah. So we can't. We don't have to max out the on the turnbuckle credit yeah. card, Tony. We can't get tickets now anyway, unless we want to pay scalper prices. No, no, no. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. I think this is going to be huge. What is it? june 27th or something like that so the stories will you know slowly build until then um i'm excited for it yeah there's there's been nobody really a couple of people announced when you said the big show then i nearly shat myself that the big show had been announced for it i'm like oh god i (laughs) I thought thought exactly the same yeah holy shit but but look they haven't announced much but they're starting the tease now so um look okada said he wants cm punk or brian danielson kenta says he wants cm punk um, I just I've said it before. I just want Zack Sabre Jr. against Danielson, and and look, I think that the the difference between this and another show, and probably why it sold out, is you're getting the absolute best of New Japan. You're not just getting an appearance appearance from Suzuki or or somebody else. You know, you're getting the the full shebang. 
Jules, I ask you this seriously. Are, are the Yanks going to get in New Japan or is this more show more for Japan? I think they've, I think they've smartened up. I think they're, they're strong stuff. I, I'm not really that keen on it, but the strong stuff has really got them into that style. They've flown enough people over. I think once if, if American fans who watch AEW haven't seen Naito before, they don't need to see him wrestle for too long before they get it. it the yeah. character work is incredible. So I think the combination of the, the strong style wrestling and the character work will, will get them some more mm. subscriptions for New Japan World for sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, something to look forward to. Uh, we heard Marcus talking about the fact he's been tied up in ISO watching WWE Backlash. Anyone else? I, uh, I caught a couple of matches today before we uh, come into the studio. Um, it wasn't a lot on there. To uh, not enough meat on the bone for me to watch the whole program. I, I skipped a bit of it, but um, the Cody and Seth match was really good. Told a really good story. You know, they're treating Cody like a million bucks at the minute, which so they should obviously. Um, well, they're treating him more than they've treated in in professionalism for how they're treating him more than anyone they have in a long, long time. Yeah, and, and obviously that's the AEW factor, um, which is good. You know, everyone was unsure what they would do. Uh, that was good. The uh, the Ronda Rousey and Charlotte match was amazing. Surprise me. They had really good chemistry, um, which has been a hit, hit and miss. Would it be fair to say that Ronda was okay when she left the scene? Yeah. I, I, she wasn't the best wrestler. No, no. But has she improved on her technique? Yeah. Oh, she's she's improved from when she came back the this last yeah. run. Um, she's been a little bit hit and miss. Um, I think they're working to her capabilities limitations um doing a little bit more submission style stuff and judo throws which has been really good um and that which is her wheelhouse that, that's it you, yeah you know you can't have her doing things that she's not comfortable with no, or you know sometimes mid-match it slows down like hey this is a performance um so they've sort of shied away from that kind of stuff um and her more vicious style yeah. um and i think the, you know they're doing an injury angle with charlotte um you know with the the breaking of the elbow or shoulder or the arm whatever the however it finished so i think that were the only real matches that i was keen to check out i watched the the main event just because it was a six man and i'm enjoying randy orton at the minute, he's been amazing yeah. um, lately. Uh, you know, 20 years in the business and he's just having fun. Yeah. You know, he's taking the piss out of it while, you know, doing the least bit possible, um, which is good. I'm not sure if you've seen the the video of him laying outside on the ramp while there was eight people waiting for a dive and he was five metres away from the dive and someone in the crowd was filming him and he's like, yeah, I don't want to get landed on. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. He's a smart worker, 20 years into the business. Less is more for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, they ran back a lot of the rematches. Um, you know, I don't need to see Edge and AJ Styles again. Um, you know, Edge is a bit of a turnoff factor for me at the minute. So, um, but they're treating Cody with... Uh, gold gloves at the minute so it's a good sign that's interesting that edge is a bit of a turn off for you because i remember and those couple of years ago a few years ago when he came back and the pop that we all got from it and how much we were so excited to see that return what's it been for you in the last few years oh, i think he's an amazing storyteller he's a really good wrestler obviously we know that and you know he's limited with his injuries that he's had you know over the years and you know 20 25 year veteran 
but it's way too, I don't know, like he, he's over in, the top? yeah, over the top. He's in his own storyline element and it's, I don't know. I don't, he's catering for himself instead yeah. of the wrestling fans. I feel, um, Oh, that's just my personal yeah. take. I'm not sure of everyone else, but that's how I see it. Like he's, um, yeah, he's doing what he wants to do. Yeah, which, and I say which, that because I thought that that WrestleMania match was fantastic. But yeah, you, others didn't. Yeah, I, I had, I was bored to tears to yeah. be truthful. And in a vacuum, it was a good wrestling match. It was totally fine, but there was no, there was no stakes for me. Um, and it's a lot of sameness with uh, Edge at the minute. I know he's doing the Damien Priest and you know the new Brood and stuff like that. It's not hitting for me. Uh, at the minute um but i'm also not a big wwe wrestling fan either so it's not for me so i skipped over that match because i feel like i've seen it uh a lot even though they haven't had that many matches so yeah it was skippable for yeah. me. anyway it was good to see him and bono head over to uh, the ukraine and play for an hour or so over there <laughs> <Yeah>. jesus <laughs> <Didn't that happen? laughs> I didn't know. I did. I, didn't. I heard that the other day. Yeah, that's uh, very good, Tony. That's a good callback. New Japan Wrestling, and we should have mentioned this before, but I'll mention it now. Super Juniors starts next Thursday, and that means that uh, Rob Eagles jumps back on a plane. Yeah, starts Sunday. So first, first show is Sunday, but Robbie's first uh, singles match is Thursday. So you'll you'll see Robbie. Oh, it doesn't all... start till Thursday. Then forget everything else. <laughs> it doesn't start till Robbie's first match. But to be fair, Robbie's in the matches uh, all the way through. So from Sunday, he's tagging with the dads, so with Tiger Mask and uh, a few of the others. So he'll be on every show. So he's going to be a busy boy uh, as it comes up to the actual tournament. So his first tournament match is on Thursday. And then, personally, the highlight for me will come later on in the tournament when he comes up against L. Linderman, who you may if you're, know from If AEW you were a bookmaker, where would you have him placed? Oh, Robbie? Yeah. He's, he's going to go a long way. He's going to go a long way. I, I would see him... Uh, he, he could well be in the final match. Yeah. Wow, he, really? He's been well protected the last couple of tours. You know, you strapped him up and, you know, the tag titles as well. Um, yeah, they've really protected him over there. He's a star there. Um, fingers crossed, they can do a bit more than just the clap crowds. Um, by the talk by the start of the tournament or halfway through, because that crowd love Robbie Eagles. Um, but yeah, touching on before with the AEW New Japan stuff, Willa Yuta's going over for the tournament, which is great for him. He's going to be wrestling nearly every day for a month, um, for a tour, so that's good for his progression. He's been great in the uh, in the uh, the new group with William Regal. Um, I've forgotten their name. It's um, the Blackpool Comeback Club. That's yeah, it. that's it. So he, he's um, you know, turned his character around because uh, he was in a bit of a flat spot before it. But I think this is this tournament is letting everyone know that the world is opening back up. New uh, Japan is opening back up with their not as harsh uh, isolation rules and stuff like that. You know, you got CMLL on the card, Impact and AEW guys. So, yeah. oh, this is going to be a banger. Mm. It's going to be a really good, it's going to be long, you know, getting mm. home from work and slow. watching wrestling nearly every night, but I'm here for it. And, you know, put our Australian flag on our backs and Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. And for uh, those that haven't watched New Japan before, Jules, how can they watch this tournament? Yeah, NJPW World. 
um, just Google NJPW World. It's really cheap. So it's it's 999 yen. Um, it's $10-ish uh, a month. And honestly, you couldn't get a more jam-packed month full of, of wrestling. So the, the Super Juniors tournament isn't just going to have your, your junior heavyweights, your cruiserweights. The cards are full of, of all of the, uh, you know, bunch of other heavyweights and, and yeah. stars as well. So, yeah, get on it. Beautiful stuff. Hey, we saw uh, MCW and PCW hold a joint show last year. EPW and SWHA uh, holding a joint show. Oh, the last, last weekend. Oh, last weekend. Okay, yeah. yep. How'd uh, that go? EP- from all reports, it went really well. Um, the results were, re- I, I checked out the results. I'm not sure when the show will go online, but um, yeah, big crowd. And they got, they went to a new venue, Jules. Yeah, Freer Social. I've, I've got to say, you know, Marcus mentioned about progress running at, at the Electric Ballroom in Camden and how it was fans with an actual bar. There's something about an, a venue with an actual bar that, that really, really counts. And and this, this scaffolding, sorry, the, the, the architecture of that building, it was sold out well in advance. That venue looked incredible. It was like it was made for wrestling. So it looked like the fans had a great show. Hope Jules is okay. Julian Ward, he seemed to get a concussion, knocked his tooth out, um, beating Marcus Pitt, which is good for him. Uh, and I have to say, um, Schwa, SHWA, seemed to uh, hold themselves to a good account. You know, they, they uh, got a few good wins in there. So, yeah, it looks, I'm going to catch it when it's, uh, when it's online for sure. Yeah, and it's good, like, you know, EPW and, you know, the other promotions, they've all been in their own, you know, universe um for a long time so you know the guys have been you know i think julian ward was one of the first guys to really you know stay stuff this i'm going to work everywhere um not going to be pigeonholed so running a joint show i think it's good for wrestling fans obviously uh which is what we are what was it when you when you were living in perth jules like when you know the separation of the promotions people didn't um jump ship or anything like that what's the difference it was pretty segregated. You had, you know, it's good, great to see guys like Chris Target, who's a SHWA guy, get a get a chance in EPW. But you, you wouldn't have seen that a few years ago. Um, you have, you know, and you've still got NHPW. So Jules again crosses um, with NHPW. I'd love to see more NHPW, EPW, SHWA working together. There's some super shows you could you could have there. But yeah, back when I lived in Perth, very very separate. So you were. You know, some some Saturdays you you're going to have to make a choice between EPW and and NHPW and, and SHWA and AAW and all the other guys that were were running at the same time. So yeah. good to see. Good to see. I just heard Lyle crack open a can, and uh, it sort of reminded me that um, Cody Rhodes has been on the Steve Austin show. Yes, I. Has anyone seen that yet? I I haven't watched it yet, but I, I Austin is probably one of my favourite interview. Is is. Um, he's so personable, uh, relaxed. He knows his shit. Yeah. Um, you know, the research he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, he knows what he's doing. He keeps it light, but also, you know, treads into the serious stuff. Like the Bubba Ray Dudley one, I, I didn't really have an interest in watching it, but it went for an hour and 40 minutes, I think. And I was mesmerized the whole time. Like, I think Bubba Ray Dudley is a, um, he's a polarizing character. You either like him or you don't. Um, he won me over. Like he just, yeah, he's, he still has his old school mentalities, um, which is fine. I think, yeah, Steve can, he can carry an interview. He can drag an interview out of anywhere. I'm looking forward to this Cody one. I know he speaks about AEW, uh, Tony Khan. Who, 
nothing's off the table. It's Steve Austin. Who's going to tell him what to do anyway? Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And all the all reports so far, it's, it's a really good interview. I never mind um, cracking open a can. I thought with your new haircut, you were going to smash Tony's window to start the show. <laughs> breaking glass. <laughs> I, I did leave my four wheeler in his driveway. I couldn't get it. Couldn't get it up the steps. <laughs> I hope my family were able to get out before. They didn't say anything. Uh, I think I might have said MCW show this weekend was Vendetta. It's not. I apologise. It's Breaking Point. Oh, you got the you got the you got the wrestling show wrong, but you got the talent's name right. So yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, it's a win. Life's getting better. Yeah, see, we're on it. We're on a trajectory. Here. They've got me on a working. Yeah. Oh, this is a stacked card. You know, it's. Eight matches, you know, Mitch, you know, defending his title against Bonzo, which obviously he's a, you know, he's a big man. So, you know, he's going to, he's going to beat Mitch down. He's going to, he's going to have to work for it. Um, I think they can tell a really good story. Yeah. You know, Bonzo's a, Bonzo's a veteran, you know, he's going to be booed out of the building. Um, just walking to the ring. For so sure. I'm looking for, yeah, looking for that. Slex versus Tommy Knight. Like that, that is a main event. Any, any uh, Saturday night and in the Slick's, country. Slick's back. Back, coming back from uh, Noah, which is, you know, um, if you haven't checked it out, uh, Wrestle Universe, um, value for money is ridiculous anyway. Um, he's had four matches over there. He looked like he, you know, I think we spoke about it not last week, the week before. It looked like he's just got off a uh, bodybuilding stage. It's ridiculous how, you know, the condition he is in at the minute. Um he won the crowd over. The crowd loved the sunglasses spots. Um, mm. You know, even he had young Okada, you know, putting the sunglasses on, which the crowd loved. I hope to see more of Slex over there. I don't. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he's not going to be back. So he mm. he won the crowd over. I think he he knocked it out of the park in all four matches. Um, so coming back, he's seasoned. Tommy Knight's in for a in for a fight. Um, you're right though that is main card that is that, that, that's a main anyway. event you know if you're not if you don't have a title match yeah. on your card that's a main event tommy knight is well the prodigy he is one of the best young up-and-comers and you know eventually we're gonna stop saying yeah you know, one of the best young up-and-comers we've seen him at renegades um you know looked a million bucks there oh, it's yeah this is a banger of a card the uh I don't think they'll want to stop the start the stopwatch, will they? <laughs> no, I think that might be a renegade thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, but you got the the bastard brothers, you know, in the ring. You know, oh. I'm looking forward to that. Um, they're going to destroy gets, those poor guys. Poor Hector. yeah, poor bastards. You know, yeah. Pardon the pun, but then you got the Ascension tournament. You know, round one, B block and A block. You know, you know, uh, big uh, friend of the show, Valiant. You know, mm-hmm. Kid Valiant against Guac, which is a massive man. He is criminally underbooked, uh, Guac, because he looks a million bucks. Um, you know, BDE, our boys, yeah, versus the Natural Classics in the title match. Could they win another title? You know, this early on, win a win a second uh, tag titles. Yeah, this is stack cut. You know, Delta. You know, she's been everywhere, been booked in every state um, this year. You know, versus uh, against Tali. Yeah, and rightly Delta. so as well. Delta's incredible. Oh, yeah, she's if this is your first time seeing Delta, if, if you're around Melbourne, then you're in for a, a major treat. She's fantastic. Yeah, and Talee's been booked in every promotion on the East Coast in the last couple of months. So, you know, good to see you getting uh, more ring time. And obviously, you know, our main event, because we just had him on the show, you know, 
Mark Moretti versus uh, Mick uh, Hooligan. Is yeah, the, Mick, Mick McCool. Yeah. Mick, Mick, Mick McCool, I think you call yeah. it, Tony. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm and, Mark Moretti. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. look, also shout out Zane Zodiac. I'm, I'm a big fan of Zane Zodiac. I don't, I don't get to see him enough. I saw him at the DMDU. And, and look, I think across that card, you've got incredible tag matches. You've got your your junior heavyweights you've got the biggest of big boys i mean it doesn't get much bigger in different ways than selects and tommy knight um you've got such a range you've got three title matches on on the car i'm gonna bust everything to try and get there on saturday because oh my god this this could be probably you know one of the shows of the year yeah all right let's have a look at what other shows are on around this great country of ours nothing much on friday the 13th of may apart from some wrestling matches down at the local pub uh, MCW Breaking Point, not Vendetta, the theater. No, no, Breaking Point at the uh Thornbury Theater. What a fantastic place that is for wrestling! Get on down, tickets still available uh, for that on Saturday night. All Star Wrestling, the fourth anniversary show in Padstow. They're celebrating our fourth anniversary. Yes, the uh, are the we pod- four or five years? Now, this is it's our fourth uh, anniversary. Four, yeah, there yeah. you go. We, we touched on it during we the did intro, at the start, so. of course, exactly. Uh, PCW Royal Rumble in Fern Tree Gully. Always so, a banger of a show. If you can't is. if you can't get a ticket to MCW yeah. or you know, uh, location wise doesn't work for you. PCW Rumbles always deliver. Yep, it certainly does. And if you're out in Caboolture, then you've got Lucha Libre coming. I love a Lucha Libre show. Really do. U P W Lucha Libre in Caboolture South. And then on Sunday, RCW Fit Wars at the Adelaide Fitness Expo. I tell you what, RCW have worked themselves into a frenzy, an amazing array of different um, venues, uh, different shows going on. You know, they're the Adelaide Fringe and and things like that. They're just getting themselves out there. Mm. So this is cool. You know, the Fitness Expo has obviously fitness people on stage and I think there's pole dancing and everything like that, Tony, and wrestling matches. So why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you Um, go? Yeah, you know so- what I'd like to I'd like to see them do a, a show in the Barossa where they fill the ring up with grapes <laughs> and you get to like it's like that year's wine. Holy shit. Re- keep keep your customs to yourself. You, you there's people you can pay for that. Jules <laughs> Jules makes uh wrestling sauce hot sauce, uh, wrestling wine. Wrestling, from wrestling wine. Beer. Wrestle, from wrestlers. Oh, feet. let's not talk about wrestlers' feet. Cut, <laughs> cut, that's, a, that's a niche of a niche of a niche. That's a hey, hey, talking about talking about uh, shows this weekend. I did see that uh, for uh, anybody who's listening from New Zealand, Farley Dojo have got an exhibition event this Saturday oh. in Auckland. So Farley, bad luck, Farley's Dojo. This is the future of New Japan wrestling and Australia and New Zealand wrestling. So if anybody's around the Auckland area or can get to it, just shout out Marcus Coleman on New Zealand friends. Um, yeah, follow Dojo Exhibition. That that looks pretty interesting. You might even see a Bullet Club member or two walk through. Never know. Never you know. Never know. Yeah. Shout, shout out to a friend of the show, Jake Taylor. He's um <laughs> yeah. He's a graduate from there. Yeah. Uh, New Japan young boy soon. Yeah. So yeah, big things from the Farley Dojo. So yes, uh, a shout out to him after he shouted out to me just a couple of years ago. Turn that freaking phone off. <laughs> we'll leave it there, boys. Fantastic. Great work. Catch you soon, Jules. Love you. See you, Lyle. See you later, fuckwackers. And we'll see you two right here on the turnbuckle.